Sir Balbert and Timo de Brass. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio, my guest on this edition of the podcast, making his monthly appearance on the program. This is monthly appearance. He's a contributor to CBSSports.com's Ion Baseball and equal parts Sacristan and Pimp. It is Dane Perry. Dane Perry is the guest on this edition of the program. Of course, every appearance by Dane Perry on, on Fangraphs Audio was accompanied by a disclaimer, a disclaimer that goes as follows. If you have come to Fangraphs Audio looking for the same sort of crack analysis that appears in the electronic pages of that site, do not continue. Do not continue with this episode. Instead, please consider listening to those episodes which feature managing editor Dave Cameron. Every week, Dave Cameron appears on the program to provide that same sort of crack analysis with which you are so well acquainted by way of Fangraphs.com. No, instead, what one finds here is Dane Perry bearing his life like an open book, only to reveal that the book in question is mostly just a collection of dirty pictures. That's the sort of thing that one finds in what follows. What one finds more immediately is a message from our sponsor. The sponsor is SeatGeek. SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Allow me to ask you, have you ever been frustrated trying to buy tickets online? It's not uncommon that one, while attempting to buy tickets, say, for a sporting or concert event, finds that while one price is quoted during the purchasing process, that another larger price appears at checkout. That's why I need to try SeatGeek. They've made it easier than ever to buy and sell tickets. My contacts at SeatGeek have dared me to find a deal, and I have. This very weekend, I find that the New England Revolution, not a baseball team, a soccer team, I find the New England Revolution are playing host to Toronto FC, which club employs Sebastian Javinko and his excellent footwork. A ticket at midfield in Section 109 of Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts, typically costs $48. However, by way of SeatGeek, I've identified five tickets in a row for a mere $29, almost half the price, nearly half the price. You might say it's roughly half the price. A deal I would not have found had I not gone to SeatGeek.com. How do they do it? Is it legal? Most likely. It's been suggested to me that one means by which they do it is to pull tickets available on other sites into one place, essentially to aggregate them to save time and so that the customer never misses a deal. Customers are also able to set alerts for upcoming games and SeatGeek will alert those customers if ticket prices fall. And as I mentioned, SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. And listeners will be delighted to know that they get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase merely for having listened to Fangraphs Audio. Here's how you do it. You download the free SeatGeek app, SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code Fangraphs, that's F-A-N-G-R-A-P-H-S. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code FANGRAPHS today, or if not today, your earliest convenience. Okay, that concludes the sponsor's message. Now let's get to a conversation with sad man Dane Perry. What is it? It's FANGRAPHS Audio. Who does it feature? CBSSports.com's Dane Perry. When does it begin? Right now. First person to whom you've spoken today? Um. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, that's not true. I gave someone directions while I was walking my dog. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's interesting. Actually, I I said that because you know I spend quite a bit of uh, times talking with other webloggers. Yes. And you are a weblogger. I am. I uh, use the uh, Live Journal. Yeah. You're you're all, but you're also married and have a child. 
And how did you, I guess my question is, how did you avoid speaking with them this morning? Uh, I was up late working for opening day part two. Okay. Uh, and my wife went to work and took him to school, and I did not see either of them this morning. Okay. okay. I was sleeping. You were sleeping, yeah. Yeah. Did you produce, um, did you produce content for opening day? I produced several weblog posts <laughs> that I put on the internet. Did any of them amuse you? Action. What? Did, did any of them amuse you? Did they please? Did they please you? Uh, you know, I hey, Sistuli. Yeah. I like opening day. You like opening day? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. In fact, I got a game muted on right now. Well, Astros Yankees. I would be watching it. Uh, like a normal person, yeah. if I did not have to talk to you, if I did not have to participate in real estate power hour. <laughs> You're referring, of course, to uh, the recent agreement into which I've entered with a seller of a home. So the uh, the seller has accepted your uh, offer of U.S. redeemable currency. That's right, yeah. Or at least the bank's, the bank's currency. Well, it's your... You're skinning the game, dude. It is, yeah. And a lot of it, it has very little to do with my liquid assets <laughs> and more to do with the proof uh, that uh, my wife and I are good for it. <laughs> <laughs> We're good for it. It's about the future glory. Yeah, well, we do have some something in the way of liquid assets, but I've also been led to believe that when owning a home – Property, uh-huh. it's quite possible that unexpected circumstances, uh, maybe one should expect the unexpected, yeah? So it's good to have some liquid assets in reserve. Let me ask you this. Yeah. yeah. Have you followed the advice of several cable news personalities and invested heavily in gold? <laughs> I have, No, I don't know if we own any gold, Dane. Is, it, okay. is that okay. a misstep on my part? I would, uh, A, I would... Uh, Nix this deal. Okay. Uh, do what you have to do to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And then just go buy as much gold as you can. I know that um, there's some n- neighborhoods. Oh, I know this would – I would go through a neighborhood when we lived in Paris, and they also exist in the States too. I know sometimes in parts of town where, uh, where the proprietors of a business will <laughs> offer to buy your gold. Yes. They want to buy your gold. Yes. This is why it's good to have gold. So that people can buy it. You can sell it. What is bullion? What is cash? And then with the money you get, you buy more gold. Okay. What is gold bullion? Yeah, you use it in soups. Okay, (laughs) that's what I thought. Golden soup? Have you ever had gold soup? No, I haven't. But although that sounds like, that actually sounds, if someone said that that was on the menu of a Wall Street area restaurant. I would not be surprised. I think I believe I've actually have read some sort of article about it uh, gold flakes being, you know, served oh, on yeah. some sort of uh shiitake mushroom whatever. I cannot wait till President Sanders outlaws gold food. <laughs> Isn't there That's my political talking point for the day. Okay, that's good. You know, I will say to that I'll point, I will visit it later. I think that uh, presidential candidates run on entirely the wrong platforms. There are, there are a number – like, for example, if there were a presidential candidate uh-huh. who promised to put a wine bar on every corner, right? I know yeah. that, that that man or woman would have my wife's vote immediately. Yeah. 
That's that's her that's her urban design solution. Okay. She said, "Well, yeah, it might be an okay rock shop, right? You know, uh, but what about a wine bar? What about a wine bar? Yeah, she that was a there was a place near which we live. Yeah, the, yeah, she'll see a place and she says, you know what would you know what really work there? Like a great wine bar. Yeah, she <laughs> she wants an entire entirely wine bar based economy. <laughs> and I think there are some places in Spain where that actually is is the case, isn't it? I, mean, I yeah, I would, I would assume so. Never yeah. been before. I hear Saint Sebastian. San Sebastian's very nice. People are always talking about it there. I've never been to continental Europe. Really, Dane? Really? Yeah, I've only been to England, Scotland, Wales, Ireland. Yeah. Where where good strong men come from? That's right. Uh, what the hell was that? What? It was a terrible accent. Well, it was trying to. I was trying to do a a pan British accent. It sounded like Tom Cruise in that terrible movie. That. Days of Thunder. Far. <laughs> yeah, he was the Irish. Yeah. Why is he speaking with an Irish accent? Dick O'Trickle. Yes. Dick Trickle. Um, Sterling Sterling Martin. Sterling Marlin. Marlin, right? Sterling Marlin. Mississippi. I believe he's a right wise Mississippian, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Some buck. Uh, Ricky Craven is. Uh, he was Ricky the pride in Craven. Pride in New Hampshire. Ah, yeah. last name is an adjective. Lucky man. <laughs> yeah. Ricky Craven. There are a lot of Rickies. There are a lot of Rickies out there. Yeah, there's a lot of Rickies. The uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember the name of like the seminal NASCAR driver. Like pre NASCAR, he was basically a bootlegger and sort of the. Uh, You're talking pre. Not. I mean, this is not Tom Petty, right? No, not not Tom Petty <laughs> at all. <laughs> Definitely not Tom Petty. Not Tom Petty. <laughs> Richard Petty. Yeah. Um, no, yeah before that. Pre, like in the uh, yeah, sort of the you know creation myth guy. Um, I'm gonna have to you you talk about something while I Google this. Well, well, I will tell you that this while I do not care for NASCAR, that I did spend. I, do not I, right. could, I could talk. I could talk at length about that. I do. I as much as I as I care little. For NASCAR, I care that much for going to see local stock car racing, uh-huh. which is a real pleasure. There were a couple speedways near where I grew up when I when I lived in Maine. Uh, there's one Oxford Plains, and let's see, there's yeah. another one near Oxford or in the same general area, and it is it is great. You are out with the people, and the the races are short, which is which is something that's nice. Yeah. And then you get to hear the winners. Uh, the winners get to thank their sponsors and their friends at the body shop there. Yeah. And uh, it just some just some amusing local color. Really great stuff. And, have you ever uh, been to a tractor pull? Uh, I don't care for tractor pulls. I have been to them. Okay. Uh, I do love, uh, perhaps even more than local stocker racing, I love the demolition derby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my mom. Yeah, yeah, that's solid. Yeah. When I grew up, growing up in New Hampshire, my mom – one of her colleagues' husbands entered a demolition derby, and that was amazing to watch. And then something to which I was introduced at uh, Missoula, Montana State Fairgrounds in Missoula, Montana, um, figure eight racing, uh-huh. which is exactly what it sounds like. They go around. It's 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 a real race, but it's you sort of there's a demolition aspect to it. I've seen that there, and I've seen it also at a fairgrounds in uh, northwestern uh, northwestern Michigan. All right, what do you got? What's that? What do you got? Did you find his name? Junior Johnson. Junior Johnson. Yeah. 
That's great. What else, I mean, what else do you know? It might, about it might not be as seminal as I thought. Oh, here, here he is uh, getting kissed by two ladies in the winner's circle with the Confederate flag behind him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, I have family in Alabama, and where? Uh, <clears throat> near, not too far from Dothan. Okay, I know Dothan. Yeah, my aunt, my aunt and uncle live there. Wonderful people, and. Um, it but it might be because of that, or it might be because of other reasons. Uh-huh. Um, I was I distinct. I remember distinctly recently how while I was a child and um, confined to a child seat when riding in the car, there yeah. was a there was a sparkly Confederate flag decal <laughs> affixed to my child seat. <laughs> it was a yeah, it was a glossy yeah. Confederate flag decal, yeah. Okay. I, I, hey, you ready for some real talk? <laughs> yeah, okay, let's do it. Yeah. I had a Confederate flag as a kid. You did? Yeah. Now, it was not out of any, uh, you know, sons of the Confederacy type loyalty. Mm-hmm. It was simply because I went to a lot of Ole Miss football games as a kid, and that was pretty much their flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, would you, yeah. would you say that the political temperature has increased regarding the, uh, the Confederate flag as a symbol? Yes. This was not even any sort of big deal when I was a kid. No. Yeah. Now, let, let me clarify. I think the Confederate flag is a symbol of uh, historical appreciation. is stupid and has no place on state flags and the hell with it. You know. But, yeah, it was definitely not a not even a point of discussion when I was a kid. Right. There is actually. So, you know that um, my wife teaches at a, at a uh, boarding school here. Um, uh-huh. It is a. I would I would suggest probably like like many schools there's probably uh, generally some uh, liberal mindedness present on campus. Sure. But it also happens to be placed right in the middle of rural New Hampshire, <clears throat> right across the entrance from or one of the two entrances to the school. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of houses next to each other, and they both fly the Confederate flag. <laughs> so you have all these parents coming up, dropping their kids off. You know, parents from Newton, Mass. Yeah. And, uh, and they're driving their kids out across the street from, from two Confederate flags. Yeah. I, I don't get that. I mean, you know, if you, sure, deep in Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, whatever, you know, yeah, fly it if that's your thing. But I don't, I, why, why would someone in New Hampshire or wherever take a liking to the Confederate flag? Yeah, well, that, and it's, this is not a, uh. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if that's, you know, if you're a big, uh, States' rights type sort, and fly the Gadsden flag, which is a much cooler flag. Is that the "Don't Tread on Me"? Yeah, yeah. Well, I see that quite a bit around here too. But uh, no, I, this is not the only instance of the Confederate flag. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> right, it does. Uh, it uh, it problematizes history a little bit uh, because yeah. because right. I think that there is some sense on the part of the flyer of same that it um, is an expression of right, perhaps rebellion. Uh, See, and that I can appreciate, you know. I, I, I enjoy a good F you to what people are telling you you have to do and all that. Yeah. Right. But I, I <laughs> there are better choices, as right. I would say, to a three-year-old. Right. Presum- <laughs> Presumably, too, uh, if this person is generations from New Hampshire, some of his uh, some of his ancestors died fighting for the North. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, people uh, – listen – is this the end of the Civil War Power Hour? <laughs> the, 
People make, and I am not exempt from this, people make all manner of curious decisions and decisions uh, which run contrary uh, to their best interests or their beliefs. That happens all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. We are one in our idiocy. <laughs> That's what unites us. Yes, yes. Yeah. You um, may think you're better. You're not. You two are an idiot. I will say that it's uh, it's a real bummer about that whole uh, middle 19th century era because the word confederacy is a great word. It is a great word. Yeah. It's great to refer to uh, a friend as a comrade. No, that's not oh. what I meant. As a confederate. Comrade, that's for comrades. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, a confederate. He is my confederate. Yeah. That's a great word. It is, yeah. But it's a, it's a little bit like the first name Adolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, context uh, maybe you know, takes off some of the shine. Yes. Yeah. Adolf Rupp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's Adolf Rupp? Come on. Is he president of... Do you not know who Adolf Rupp is? President of Kansas. President of Kansas. That's my that's my final answer. President of Kansas. You know what? I probably wouldn't have a lot of uh, common ground with the president of Kansas, but I would absolutely support the existence of a president of Kansas. I think that would be a good thing. Was Was it? Was it? Was it? How much? How wrong was I? He was the legendary coach, uh, basketball coach of Kentucky. Okay, all right. Did he yeah. invent basketball? No, James yeah. Naismith invented James basketball. Yeah. Come on, man. Did Adolph Rupp, did he popularize basketball? Uh, he, I know, I, I, I mean, he wasn't, it was, this wasn't like the 1930s or anything. This was, you know, he coached up until I think the 60s, so. Yeah, and actually, a, um, a brief inspection of his Wikipedia page, he was, he was born in Kansas. I did not know that. Making him, if nothing else, the president of Kansas. Well, making him eligible because it's well known uh, per the, the the Kansas Constitution. Yeah. That yeah. only only native born children uh, can be can be president of Kansas. Okay. Fair enough. What do you think about? Uh, now, believe me, I have not considered really for more than a minute all of the political implications. I all will right. say, however, that in that there's a version. Is this Hitler's pyramid? <laughs> There's a version of of doctrine, a version of of uh, political construct, construction, uh-huh. where states are given total, totally free reign to um, govern themselves as they see fit. Yeah. There's really uh, there's only the loosest of um, you know uh, federal sure. federal oversight. Yes, there's there is something about that. Structure that appeals to me because every state will then, of course, become much more like itself. I agree. And this yeah. could be, in yeah. in certain cases, I think, uh, and this is part I haven't really considered in depth. It would be dangerous, probably, to some of the citizens of those states. Uh, yes. But yeah. there is also something that, at least, at least as a thought experiment, I yeah. think uh, it's uh, rich. Yes. It's rich. I, w- I would like it in that. I think it would be interesting to. To just straight up compete for residents on those grounds. Oh like, right, yeah. This is what our state is about. This is what you can get away with. This is what might happen to you. Right. Do you yeah. want to live here? 
Well, you could become you could really become a consumer at that point, right? Right. Yeah. You essentially have 50, 50 products, fifty brands. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you live in this one, Your tax rates will be low here. But yeah, this is the sort of thing that could happen to you. Yeah. 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 yeah knife, it's legal to knife someone in our state at the right. same time. Yeah. 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 We don't have a lot of oversight for knifing. We have seized all land, and we're going to open up homesteading again. Yeah, like wait, that. wait, yeah. explain, homesteading is what? Oh, that's you just run out there and you grab a piece? Yeah, just sort of, yeah, just that, this is mine, and then you defend it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you need a, um, you don't have a deed, you need to, you need to, you need to write a deed. Yeah. I was, uh, at another property, which we looking, Dane, I, the question of deeds came up pretty seriously. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because of one property of which we were yeah. looking, the uh, the current owner was willing only, and because that's how he'd receive it, was willing to only to offer a quit claim deed, yeah. as opposed to a warranty deed. I like that. I like that. That's still a word because it sounds like something that you might have to defend with a Colt revolver. <laughs> a quit claim deed. <laughs> now listen, I quit my claim to this land, but I can't guarantee anyone else has a lien on it. <laughs> I'm gonna warn you once. Pack up your things and get off my land. Well, it is. It's like the some of the language that you find in in Chaucer, for example, <laughs> which is just two English words just smashed together to mean a thing. They mean the exact thing that they mean. Right. A quick claim deed is literally a deed on which the person who's, you know, granting it, yeah, saying that they quit their claim. Yeah. <laughs> it's not unlike a uh, this place in um. Uh, let's see, is it, yeah, I think in the Canterbury Tales, Chaucer, uh, he refers to intestines as arse ropes. Yes. Have I said that before? Yeah, I think you've told me that. Well, I'm willing to say it on every edition of the program. That's, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. Arse ropes. What a arse. great name for intestines. Where are they? They're in your ass. Yeah. What do they look like? They look a lot like ropes. They're like hollowed out ropes. Yeah. Oh. I think that happens sometimes with some of the, uh, some of the kanji as well. I had a colonoscopy recently. Wow. What's the yeah. kanji for colonoscopy? I mean, speaking of arse ropes, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to tell you, so here's uh, – participate in this, in this experiment with me. The, I believe the kanji for computer, Chinese, Chinese character for computer, I don't know if that's different. Apologies if I'm sure. anyone. Sure. Is, 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 um, is elect- electricity and brain put together. Okay. The character for electricity next to the, elect- the character for brain. That means computer. It's an electric brain. Um, sure, the what, what, intestines. Like electroshock therapy. Kind right. Of. If we were to come up with a character for intestines, it might be ass and it might be ropes. Right. Yeah, intestines. So what would it be for a colonoscopy, do you think, if you were to come up with two characters for that? Um, an 18-wheeler wrecking the side of a tunnel. <laughs> so is this your first colonoscopy? This is my second. Okay. Yeah. And you are how old? I am 44. All right. Now, is this? Is I have this, a I have a family his strong family history, so that's why I'm having of, them of colonoscopies. <laughs> <laughs> we have a dark history of receiving colonoscopies. Yeah, that's right. Now, listen. It has been relayed to me that uh-huh. the most difficult quality of the colonoscopy, the most difficult part of it, is not actually the scoping part itself, but uh, clearing your bowels leading up to it. Yeah, that's unpleasant. Okay, it's, yeah. uh, for my first one, it was worse because you had to consume more of the uh, bowel voiding <laughs> concoction. Right, and it's it's like a isn't it like a chalky? 
Yeah, and it was like it was literally like two gallons you had to drink. It's terrible kefir, isn't that basically what it is? <laughs> it's more of it's more of a it's more like juice than than, uh, than something dairy oriented. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. You're drinking, is that what your doctor says? Yeah, you're gonna have to drink some of the juice. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, all right. Now though, it's much less in volume that you have to consume. All right. What's still hard is like the uh, the liquid fast that has to happen for like 36 hours. 36 hours. Which made me miserable. Yeah. Now, does that liquid fast does that include fermented beverages? No, you can't. Uh, yeah, no alcohol, no uh, like uh, basically clear liquids. You can't have coffee, which thank God, not the morning of though. Um, you know, like light colored Jello broth, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's not, that does that isn't simple, and that's and that's what the day and a half leading up to the procedure. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then what? They bring you in? Do they put you out or they keep you awake? They sedate you. They don't like put you under general anesthesia. That's so, a vulnerable but, position, is it not? I uh, yeah I, yeah. I mean, you're on your side, and uh, uh, he is uh, just you know your your ass is a wonderland at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of a of an entire <laughs> franchise of adult programs, I believe. Well, that was, that was <laughs> yeah. It was a mobile colonoscopy, and that was the name of the business. <laughs> a mobile colonoscopy. Colonoscopy wagon. Okay, all right. Is that like a, is that like Meals on Wheels except in reverse? They park up the street at the BP station and uh, went up there and got it. And asked, your ass is a wonderland. <laughs> no, is this is that more of an artisanal an artisanal scoping? Uh, yeah, that seems. Now, are you are you able to watch the camera as this is unfolding? No, like you're like you're pretty much asleep. Okay, like, all right. not under like general anesthesia under, but you're sedated, so it's like taking a nap, and then you wake up, and a nurse gives you crackers, and you ask, "Can you bring me as many crackers as possible?" <laughs> they should hand you. I'm going to need more crackers. And <laughs> make a direct quote from me. <laughs> they should. They should. Uh, they should. They should give you a beer when you wake up. They should. They should. Regardless of the hour. And some medical marijuana. <laughs> yes. Is that does that exist in Illinois now? It does. I'm okay. excited because I have back problems. I think I'm in. Is that right? Yeah. You got to be careful with those uh, with those back problems. I, I, I manage. Okay. Through the grapevine, I've learned of a um, an acquaintance who. Uh, well, he started off with back problems, and he ended up he ended up with a, a terrible addiction to oxycotton. I don't take painkillers. You don't, you're not going to do that. No, I mean I, I've I've received some chiropractic care mm-hmm. for my lower back. Okay. And, uh, um. Yeah. So you manipulate. I, do you like you like visiting the chiropractor? I was skeptical mm-hmm. to begin, um, but it. Fixed my problem in a way that the uh, orthopedist did not. So, okay. uh, sign me up. Yeah. It seems sometimes when I speak with people um, visiting the chiropractor that there is a great, there can be a great deal of relief at the time, 
Mm-hmm. But it is maybe only of a temporary nature. But it seems like what you're saying is that you you found something a, a little bit more. Yeah, it it, uh, it helped, and I haven't. I mean, I, you know, I'm always going to have like low grade back pain, but that's manageable, and I can live with that. You Do know? you know what the cause of it is? Uh, you witnessed the cause of it, Stooley. Really? All those deadlifts. Oh. Yeah. And one time I uh, got a little too rounded in the lumbar spine and mm-hmm. felt something pop, and yeah. Wow. And what? What is so? Has it? Has that fixed itself, or what? I mean, what? What are you looking yeah, for? Yeah, that's that's it's uh, it is uh, in a state of repair. I should okay, say. all right. My deadlifting days are over, though. Really? Yeah. That's a that's a that's a landmark in your life. Yeah, for the rest of my life until I die, I will perform no more dead weights because my body has <laughs> dead lifts. My what did I say? Dead weights. Yeah, whatever. My body has suggested that it's that this is this will no longer happen. I still do some landmine squats like a mofo. Okay, fair enough. All right, so let's not. Well, I'm not lying and wine withering like you are. Okay, so your so your colonoscopy did it? Uh, we all clear, Dane? Or do when do you get? Yep, your t- all good, all good. Yep, all good. Hollywood. Hmm. Clean butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And what, what do they look for sometimes? Polyps? Are going to be polyps Pops. in there? Yeah. There could be benign polyps, though, right? Yeah, sure. It can be like benign or precancerous or uh, the bad stuff, yeah. They can, maybe they should test them. They cut it, they snip them and test them? If they find them, they do biopsy them, yes. Okay, all right. Yeah. That does not... Yeah. I mean, you, uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't, with that... If you have a if you have a polyp removed, that can lead to bleeding out of the Wonderland. <laughs> that was uh, yeah, but it's the good. I mean, right? The alternative is not to get it tested, though, right? The alternative is to yeah to let it let it sit there. Do let polyps grow? Do can they grow? Pesticides, yeah. yeah. That's, That's it's all terrifying. I choose life, Cecily. Okay. Much like Wham. <laughs> the band Wham. The band Wham. They wore their shirts, I think. I choose life. Google Wham choose life. Right now. Okay. Google Images. Google Images. Wham. Both George Michael and Andrew Ridgely in choose life shirts. Choose life. What's the meaning of it? Is this a political statement? You know, I think it's, I think it, uh, in some corners it is, but I think for them it's just dance and sing right. high, high pitches, you know. They liked, uh, yeah. Nothing brought them so much pleasure. No. Oh. George Michael's hair was really a wonder. Wasn't it was something. It? it was something. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, you, you know, you come across feathered bangs. That big choose life shirt. You yeah. come across feathered bangs uh, with some frequency, but to feather an entire coiffure. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a yeah, it's an amazing head of hair. Mm. <clears throat> So you have no do you have no wisdom for me on the topic of of deeds, Dane? Do you have uh, a warranty no. deed on your condo? Well, we signed all manner of documents, Stuart. Okay, yeah, but I'm asking you about your deed. I imagine. Uh, do you have a clear title, Dane? I have a clear title. Title's clear as my butt. Did you <laughs> did you get in addition to lenders' title insurance? Did you get owners' title insurance? Everybody's everybody's insured up. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I became a I became a minor expert on deeds over a brief span of time. Okay. 
Yeah. Now, uh, tell me about the decision making process here. You, uh, how many times did you view the property before making an offer? Oh, well, just once. Just once. Yeah. In fact, my wife hasn't even seen it yet. What? <laughs> Are you out of your mind? No, but it was very similar. It's it's very similar to another property of which we looked. So basically, he has it's just, not seen the property. Yeah. On which you have made an offer. Yeah. Hasn't. That's madness. Yeah. It is, but we've seen a bunch of other properties. In fact, we've seen one that has the same physical Correct. layout as this one. one that you committed yourselves to pay money toward for thirty years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. But I would, I would probably let her have a look at it. Yeah, well, the, the inspection's this Saturday, so we're going to go head up, head up there. Yeah. All right. Because we don't see this, the problem is we do not. Um, there's a confluence of of, of um, reasons here, but um, yeah. one, my wife has a very a very busy work schedule and uh this um we had reason to believe that this house would be receiving other offers okay how long had it been on the market when we made our our offer it was one day okay on the market yeah on the market for one day i don't think i believe that but okay no it had been yeah yeah it had been on the market for a day you showed that before like a long time ago that that property sorry what's that you showed me a listing for that property a long time ago. Though. No, I didn't actually. I showed yeah. you one. No, I didn't, yeah. Dane. I showed you one that was literally that's literally f- uh, four doors down. Yeah, yeah, and that's the one that that's the one that it's quick claim deed, but it's a very similar. That's the one you sent me the other day. The one I sent you the other day. Yes. The one I sent you the other day was that was brand new. No, I've seen that property before. No, you've seen a very similar one, Dane. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Yes, Dane, and that's why uh, that's why I'll we be call there it. in two hours. <laughs> I gotta get to the bottom of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you I'll send you all the relevant links after this program is complete, Dane. Then you'll ah. see. Oh, yeah. All right. Would you like to share with the listeners the physical address? No, okay. no, no interest in doing that. I will say it is. I will say it is in Maine. Okay. Good. 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 I might even go so far as to say. It's no, I'm just gonna say it's in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> you can sleep with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there a is there a flagpole for your Confederate battle flag? No, I do. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I I, uh, I think there is a sp- a place, uh, not a not a not a full pole, but there is a flag. I was wondering what sort of flag would I consider flying? If uh, you know, there there's the New England flag that was uh, used during the Revolutionary War. I tend to like that one quite a bit. Pine tree. It also is the that's the same image, which is the what what do you call it? The avatar, the the image from my profile, my Twitter profile. What okay. do you call it? Do people call it an avi or an avi? Avi. What no. does avi mean? Does that just mean avatar? Sword for avatar. I don't know. Mm. It's also a, a file type. What? It's also a file type. Oh yeah. Uh, dot. And, avi. Yeah. yeah, that's why I always see people. Uh, uh, oh, I got to look at my avi. Wait, that's just a it's a video file type. I don't want to look at that. It's yeah. not even a very it's not a particularly compact file type. Look, the world is dumb. We know this. Yeah, it's true. We've I think we've come to that conclusion on a number of occasions so far. Yeah. 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 Mhm. 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 So it's a stoolie. Uh what a, so okay. Okay. All right. Let's that's enough of this, okay? Okay, yeah. All right. Oh, what enough with what? I don't know. Oh, would you so, like? Uh, shut up! Uh, 
how much you pay for this property. I'm not going to discuss that. <laughs> I will say. <clears throat> All right, that, just say this. Say this. How, like, on a rough percentage basis, how close were you to the asking price and the offer that was accepted? Um, oh, pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. But you got them to come down a little? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we offer, I think that there's like a little bit of a game, right? I mean, you would know this more than me, but, um, there's a stated price. Everything's in negotiations, Stooley. What's that? Everything's in negotiations, Stooley. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We negotiated to keep the bar stools. Right. Good. That's a, I believe that's referred to as a contingency, isn't it? Yes. If you do not include no, the bar no, no. stools? I don't think that's a I think a contingency is we will – well, there's probably multiple definitions, but typically a contingency is we will buy this property if we're able to sell ours by this date. That's I think there are multiple contingencies, Dane. As I just said. Yeah, so I think one of them could be like if you don't – like if the inspection reveals, for example – uh, some found some problems with the foundation. We will not buy the property unless that is addressed. Right. Or or either either that or give us a credit for it. This is called a list of demands. Yeah, I don't know about that. Hey, Dane, tell me about sump pumps. We've talked about them before, but now they're relevant to my interests. You have a basement. Yeah. Okay. I'm coming full circle on sump pumps. I remember ridiculing you. Yeah. For your yeah. interest in one, and now now I think I might like to invest in one. Wow, the worm turns. Yeah. Mm. So the property does not presently have a sump pump. No. Uh, in the disclosures, has, has there ever been basement flooding? Mm, maybe before. A little bit. Maybe it might have been referred to as spring moisture, which sounds dirty to me. <laughs> <laughs> Seasonal ejaculates. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, we were. I was in one house with our realtor. And there was a, a small little puddle on the floor. And I said, is this a problem? She said, yeah, it's just spring moisture. She <laughs> <laughs> did not seem concerned at all. I, I gathered that it was – Moisture. I gathered it was not uncommon, at least in Maine. Uh-huh. This was in the basement floor or the main level? The basement floor. <laughs> yeah, not just the house. All right. Not just a <laughs> leaky sure. house. Totally. Now, is this is this a weirdo dirt basement, dirt floor basement? No, but I should say that that is not very weird oh, for the region in which we are looking. Yeah, I know. You, yeah, but it would it would be weird for God's own Midwest. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, no. No. It's a, I, no. If you've got a, do you have a finished or partially finished basement? I take it. Not finished, but um, it's like you know, it's uh, it's where the it's where the washer dryer. Okay. Located yeah. In yeah, well, yeah. I, I would definitely, uh, definitely give some serious thought to a sump pump. What is that? What is that? It's gonna be expensive. I mean, I assume there's not a sump pit already dug. No, I don't think there's a sub a sump pit either. Okay, this could this could be an expensive endeavor then, Stuart. What are we talking about? How much for a sump pump? So I, I don't know about starting from scratch like that because well, you already had one in your condo. Well, there there was already a. Uh, we installed a backup. We already had a main one. What are you talking about? You got double sump pump? Well, yeah. Why didn't you just ex- so? Well, the, the Chicago's a floodplain, basically. So wait. So wait a second. The- all right, there, there's two reasons for a backup. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Bring it down for you. Yeah. Chalk talk. Whiteboard. Got my whiteboard out. Do some diagrams. First, the backup sump pump. 
uh, is in the case of a power outage, obviously. It's battery-powered, kicks in if you lose power, and there's water coming in, that sort of thing. Second, if the main sump pump is incapable of handling the volume of water, then this one kicks in to provide assistance. Okay. So. Lieutenant, is it a lieutenant sub pup? <laughs> I believe that's my new nickname. <laughs> Next tattoo decided. Yeah. Okay, may I also suggest um, Monsignor Top Hat? I think that's also a decent name for someone I refer to August Fagerstrom. Is that I was pretty pleased that it came together like that. Monsignor Top Hat. I gotta say, August Fagerstrom is, is a good name. Yeah. It does. Oh, that is a good name. Credit to full credit to his parents for yeah, yeah. for bringing that about. The um, grim remainder of his existence, I'm not sure about, but the no, name is fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so you got to back up something. I would definitely, uh, you know, are, I, see, I, I know nothing of these New England ways. Mm-hmm. Are sump pumps common or even a thing at all in this region? The one. The one house that was exhibiting signs of spring moisture okay, <laughs> also had a sump pump in the basement. Okay, all right. So that presumably some people have it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but – and uh, I do see it indicated. Uh, certainly in the disclosures, there is there is a box that can be checked, yes, to the sump pump. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <clears throat> but there's not necessarily uh, – I would not say that they're common either. And, of course, I don't know what, what the advantages or disadvantages would be for those – who have a dirt basement. You know? Uh, you know, I would assume if you have a dirt basement, you're not too worried about it to the extent right. paying, paying for a sump pump. You mm-hmm. know, It's more something to protect finished or partially finished basements. Right. It also is the sort that might uh, be, that might have storage, you know, they might use for storage. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is a thing I've found useful. Mm-hmm. Whenever anyone asks you a question about like, Sump pumps or flooding or that kind of thing, and you don't know the answer. Mm. Just say, "Well, water seeks its own level." Okay, yeah, yeah. Water seeks yeah. its own level. And that and generally ends the conversation. Yeah, it, plus you sound—I uh, would say you sound sage-like when dispensing right. that yeah. sort of wisdom. Right. Yeah. Because that, that could be—that works on a metaphorical level too. We're doing this because water seeks its own level. That's why we're doing it. Yeah. yeah. But you bought. Now you took the initiative. You bought a backup. Well, yeah, we already had a main sump pump. This is scorching radio. <laughs> this is going to light the internet aflame. All right. Well, no, actually, to add to that, to one thing, uh, we are thinking of home improvement uh, if and when we are able to acquire this home. Uh-huh. And uh, I have been looking. I have spent um, all most of my free hours over the last three or four days uh-huh. uh, looking uh, looking at wood pellet stoves. Ah, see, I would, that's... That, I, would, I could get into that. I would describe it as a riveting search. I could get into that, yeah. I don't, I, I still have some pricing to do, but I would say that the leading, the leading contender for me, just for my tastes and my needs, <laughs> would be the Saint Croix Hastings model. <laughs> it has the classic look. Can we, make, a, can we make that the title of this podcast? Which what? The Saint Croix Hastings model? No, we can't, but <laughs> it has the classic look of, of a, a wood stove. But it okay. offers the convenience and um, green implications of a, okay. a of a wood pellet stove. So it's not going to slaughter you with carbon monoxide. No, I think that they they burn at quite a high temperature, which is the problem with traditional wood stoves, is that they tend to uh, have a uh, 
what is it? It's not simmering. It's a sizz, a blumbering, a blumbering temperature. Slow burn McGloin. Yeah, well, they, they don't burn hot enough, so they produce a lot of smoke. And creosote. And once you start dealing with creosote. Yeah, stuff's messy. It is messy. Yeah. Yeah, the venting, the venting for the wood pellet stove. <laughs> That's creosote will clog up a sump pump. <laughs> and uh, here's the other thing. Maine offers advice, a rebate. Advice. Because water seeks its own level, I would not put the wood stove inside the sump pump. Well, you got you to watch out. <laughs> You've got to watch out. Next on this old house. Yeah, I tell you what. You put that, you put that wood stove inside the sump pump, God almighty damn. <laughs> I got real. I got uh, get very excited about searching for wood pellet stove stain. Yeah, I, I I can see the appeal in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I don't know if it's a federal or a state level rebate, but the, the <laughs> oh, we get a five hundred dollar rebate. That is, that is an outstanding introductory clause. <laughs> it's I a love five rebate. A five hundred dollar debate. <laughs> debate. A $500 rebate from the state of Maine, I believe, is what you're, is what you're getting. To, I used to uh, annoy my wife with, by using the word rebate in place of coupon or, like, percentage discount or something. Uh-huh. Like, you seen the rebates at Bed Bath & Beyond? <laughs> That's not what they are. That's not what rebate means. Yeah. I love yeah, the yeah. word rebate. Glad you glad you said that, Sestilli. Yeah, I love that rebate. Well, yeah. hey, thank, yeah. thank the state of Maine. Yeah. <laughs> $500 rebate. That's That's not chump change. You know, it doesn't say the word rebate millennials. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You know my 95-year-old grandfather? You're familiar with him as, that he exists, yeah? I am yeah? familiar with his work, yes. One summer, I stay, I spent two weeks with him uh, because I was, like, in between housing, and it just and I hadn't seen him for a long time. So it made sense. It made sense for a couple of reasons. Sure. This overlapped precisely with his <laughs> – initially his purchase of and then – Raging discontent with a refrigerator purchased at Lowe's. <laughs> he did not understand the terms of a rebate that was being offered. And he, you could explain it to him all day without him understanding. He would just refer back to, and this is all true, and he would refer back to a post-it note on which he had jotted some notes, which he had jotted in in, in legible handwriting, that he uh, while he was talking with the salesperson at whatever, Home Depot or whatever, or Lowe, yeah. no Lowe's of course, Lowe's, yeah. Lowe's, and that he and he treated this this post-it note as if it were gospel, and he would this he, is he, the Magna Carta of post-it notes. <laughs> yes, he handed me the rebate. It says very clearly. That, that he had already, whatever the terms of it were, like it, the rebate had already been entered and taken away from his purchase. He swore to God that he <laughs> he needed to submit this and he would get like $500 more back. But really what it was, was he would get just like a 300 or no, he would get like a $250 gift card. Right. And he was incensed. <laughs> he said, why – would I want to get a gift card for $250 to Lowe's? I already have a refrigerator. <laughs> There's nothing else I need. Yeah, and and I think that this is a generational quality. He Once he got his teeth into this matter, they were locked there like your more ferocious species of terrier. 
and he would not let go. And and he was on the phone for much of those days, the two during the two weeks I spent with much with uh, Lowe's customer service, just wearing them down <laughs> like a like a coastal breeze on a on a beach that uh, you know slowly eroding until I think he got what he wanted because he wouldn't let go. I've also seen him. Um, you know, when uh, you measure cars in terms of, you know, zero to 60 miles per hour. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he went from zero to a deeply shaming a customer, a customer service representative at Verizon. <laughs> About as quickly as you could possibly could. He's like, you know, this is when he was 93 or whatever. He was literally asking the person, do you not feel ashamed for, for charging me this amount? And he said, and he raised his voice. Ma'am, I do not appreciate that. I would, yes, and I would like to speak with your boss. Do you not feel ashamed? But he gets action on it. You know what I mean? I'm sure. He is. A squeaky wheel does not uh, do justice to his approach. (laughs) It's an entire car that's just making noise as it lumbers down the road. Well, you now refer to him as Uncle Rebates. <laughs> I want to read you uh, some uh, an excerpt from Emil Chorin's All oh. Gaul is Divided, better known as, I think, better known as uh, Syllogisms, Syllogisms of Bitterness. <laughs> this is, we, we've talked before, right, about his economy of language yes. and, and his ability to, to, to really um, characterize his disgust with all life um, in a short amount. In a, in a I short appreciate amount. his work. Yeah, uh, the one more, we have a one sentence entry here. <clears throat> um, uh, this is this might be the best one you hear. I've uh, however many I'm going to read. <clears throat> Emil Chorin writes: I gallivant through the days. I gallivant through the days like a prostitute in a world without sidewalks. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> wow! I yeah. don't. I gotta unpack that one. I gallivant through the days like a prostitute in a world with no sidewalks or without sidewalks. That's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> that is. Yes. That is. Yeah. Um, this is on the opposite page from that entry. Um, again, this is even fewer words. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine words. Uh, any and any and all water, Emil Chorin writes. Any and all water is the color of drowning. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow. Now, what 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 original language did he write in? Uh, he, so he the first half or so of his life he wrote in Romanian, and then oh, the wow. second half he lived in in uh, or he lived in Paris. He wrote in French. Okay. Uh, and I think he wrote. I think he wrote, you know, after moving to France, uh, uh, and I think in part he was escaping the tyrannies of World War II. Sure. Um, Understandably. Yeah, and because uh, he was from Romania, and I think that he, uh, I think once he he was still he was still he was speaking French, but I think he was writing in Romanian, and then he switched one book. This one was written in French. Fair enough. Um, like a prostitute in a world without sidewalks. Yeah, that's I wow. Yeah. How do you gallivant through the days, Dane? I don't know that I do. Hmm. Do I gallivant? I don't know. I don't know. 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I. I'm not. Yeah, that gallivanting is not something I do. I don't think. I wish I did. Sounds mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd like to be the sort of gallivants. Well, that sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I, I'm sort of lost in thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, this there was another good one. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, uh, I live yes. only. All right. Yeah. Read this first. He writes. He says, "I live only because because it is in my power to die when I choose to." Without the idea of suicide, I'd have killed myself right away. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Here's another cheery one. All right, hold on. I have an update. All right. Five search results returned. Can you guess what I searched? Five search. Re- oh, uh, prostitute Ooh. with no sidewalks. Nope. Emil Choran, in quotes, also in quotes, sump pump. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What? Um, All right, let, let me. Let me I have a feeling that whoever has covered both topics simultaneously <laughs> is that's a that's a kindred spirit, right? I you'd certainly think so. Yeah. Or is it just pornography? Yeah, I, see, I see some ellipses, so. Yeah. That's yeah, what you that's gotta deal with sometimes. Yeah. Five, five results. Okay. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm glad right, you I looked that up. We're about to reach to the end of this. We are? What? Yeah. I guess we're about to be done. What? It's well, been uh, minutes. Catholic, how many? 50. No, I don't think so. I'm looking at the clock timer right here. Um. Catholicism created Spain, writes Emil Chorn. Catholicism created Spain only the better to smother her. <laughs> oh, I'm not done. A country one travels to in order to admire the church and to divine the pleasure that could be taken in murdering a priest. <laughs> just, just fun. You know, if I if I were in, if I were president of Kansas, yeah, <laughs> and were able to implement my vision, yeah, I would have Emil Chorn's quotes on the edifices of all Kansas federal buildings. That's right, and I think by virtue of you already having reclaimed all the land, I think yeah. ev- all buildings would be federal buildings in that case. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. so that's good. Yes. Anyone who wanted. To stake a claim to any sort of land or outbuilding that had already been constructed, uh, they, they, such they would also have to include an Emil Chorn quotes. Some, some. Yeah, and anyone who was leaving their home with purposes of, uh, with designs on doing ill toward another, mm-hmm. would run across one of these quotes and be stopped dead in their tracks. <laughs> no, Hundred. Instead of committing an evil act. What do you think, what do you think would happen to Illinois left to its own devices? <laughs> it would, uh, it would launch itself into the sun by force of debt. <laughs> the debt, the debt vacuum would be such that it detached the state from all bordering states and launched it into the sun. <laughs> That's what I think would happen. Yeah, all right. Do you think that there would be any I – mean, I assume that there's already a tension 
in that state between Chicago and the rest of it. Yeah? Uh, yeah, there seems to be some, but it's like, I don't know, Ch- Chicago just sort of dominates everything, so, right. well. But it's strange, because Chicago is just in that upper northeast corner, and there's a lot of Illinois below it. Right. Yeah. But even even the gravitational pull, I mean, you know, the the suburbs basically go from Indiana to Wisconsin, so. <laughs> yeah, well, that yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah. It's actually hard. That's a weird drive. If you're going, I know that... Uh, when Callie and I used to go, you know, you had, I mean, we used to go up to northern Michigan from Madison. You have to, I mean, you can't really avoid the Chicago land area. Uh, you could, you could attempt, attempt to avoid it, but it would, it would only add time to, but you know, you, you just, it'll, 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 it'll find you. It will, yeah. And the traffic, I will, the traffic going into Chicago is just like a huge bummer. It is, yes. Yeah. But, you know, I, I rarely have to deal with it. It's true, because you're inside the city. I'm inside the city. I work out of my house. Yeah. Avail myself of public transit on occasion. Okay, yeah. Smell pee. I smell pee sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, PP. Train PP. <laughs> I'm starting a website called trainpp.com. <laughs> I'm going to see if that's available. <laughs> trainpp.com. Yeah, yeah. That might also be a, a pornographic something. Trainpp.com server DNS address could not be found. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's potential. It's a good sign. There might yeah. be a .co.uk if the other ones are not taken, or yeah. you could go .org. There's a lot of yeah. Trainpp underscore two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's always, and that actually reminds me. You always have I email with you, and I was just reminded today when we were emailing that your email address is stockguy69 at, at hotmail dot com. That's right. I had not remembered stockguy69. I assume did yeah. you what you used to play the market and yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was into day trading. Yeah, all right. Day trading and sex positions. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just Doctor Sump Pump, right? <laughs> Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Sumpum. Yeah, Lieutenant Sumpum. Yes. Yes. Do you have a two-pronged attack on uh, on moisture? Yeah, I, I I have a two-pronged attack. If, wow. if it's a volume issue, backup kicks in. Okay. Yeah. Or backup kicks in. Yeah. yeah and then I, you, do you also have a radon? Uh, I can go off the grid and still have uh, flood protection. Do you, do you also have a radon uh, remediator of some sort? I do. I do have a radon abatement system. Abatement system. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we did not opt for the radon air inspection. I would. I would. I would opt for that. <sighs> I don't know. Especially when you have a basement. Come on, dude. Really? When you break open rocks, you get radon sometimes. Yeah. The, it's been a house for a hundred years, though. You don't think that it's uh, fully gassed itself? And every. One who's lived there has died in agony. That's a good point. This is actually, yeah. yeah, I saw, it's weird. I was looking at, you know, touring the property, looking at the family photos. Everyone's deeply disfigured. <laughs> yeah. A lot of hazmat suits. I just thought maybe professional. It's, uh, the Chernobyl of Maine is what that property is called. <laughs> Yeah. It is built directly on an Indian Indian grave graveyard. Well, I don't see any downside there. <laughs> yeah, There's I no cautionary probably. tales about that, are there? Get a, get a, uh, and Craig a, T. Nelson is my neighbor. <laughs> Go 
coach. Well, you can also negotiate an angry Indian spirit abatement system. <laughs> suck it out of the ground and spill it into the atmosphere. Actually, it comes in the form of a uh, of a sort of uh, phantom smallpox blanket. <laughs> Just terrible. I will say, I don't know if we discussed this before, but I used to live in Northampton, Mass., and Northampton is very close to Amherst, Mass., uh, named after Jeffrey Amherst, Lord Jeffrey Amherst. Um, Amherst College is there, the Lord Jeffrey Amherst Inn. A- uh, Lord Jeffrey Amherst, most notable for <laughs> for having, uh, I don't know if he it, it totally introduced, but he popularized um, bio, uh, bio warfare. What is it called? <laughs> Biochemical warfare. Uh, by inter- he was, uh, yeah, he popularized the introduction of um, smallpox blankets to the native population. Okay. And uh, he is he is remembered forever. In, uh, that, you know, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? He's, that's right. Well, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he broke us some eggs because he wanted to make a delicious the, uh, you know, native-free the, omelet. Yeah. The world before we had established boundaries and borders was a rough place. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I, I will return Kansas to that. <laughs> By God willing, my Kansas will once again... Be awash with blood. If states were, if, once again, we'll revisit this, then we'll, we'll get out of here. If states were able to fully, if they were reached to, able to reach full self-actualization, mm-hmm. what, what state do you think you'd choose? Do you think you'd remain in Illinois, in Chicago? Uh, hmm, that's a good question. That's an interesting question. I'm gonna, you know what? I, I could see the appeal of, uh, of, uh, sort of the, uh, Uneasy truces that might happen in New England. Okay. <laughs> Leave me alone and I won't shoot you, sort of thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. I don't know. I, I I might I might uh, check out Texas for kicks. I would I would be an interesting that would be an interesting uh, thing there. Yeah. I mean I'd be strapped. Don't you don't you worry about that. I'm not. No no one's worried about it. But I'd check it out. All right, Dane. Well, this has been great. I think we discussed uh, colonoscopies at some length. Your colonoscopy specifically. Um, no, uh, nothing to report there. No, a clean, what was it? Clean butt? Clean <laughs> butt. Clean butt. <laughs> but my ass is a wonderland. Some, some, um, some important housing issues, housing related yeah. issues. Yeah, the real estate power hour. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that might be good. The real estate power hour. Real estate power hour with Dane, Dane Perry. I think we've helped, uh, helped our listeners conduct themselves up the ladder of life today. That's a good point. Hey, you know, I can tell you uh, certain areas of Maine where even a, a s- simple little guy like myself can afford property. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good to dream, right? Now, we will not be getting 40 acres with the house, but there is a possibility of a mule. So you got to look into that. <laughs> Maine State Housing Authority, actually, they will provide you with a mule. Are you uh, – do you have designs on subsistence farming? Uh, not that much, but we might grow basil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one kind. Of, I don't know if you could subsist really on basil, but might be a challenge. You can oh, you can yeah. you can make a couple a couple a couple servings of bruschetta with it. As long as there's a wine bar convenient to you. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah, we might be uh, we might we might. I think my my wife would prefer that uh, our neighbors moved out and instead there was a wine bar. <laughs> a wine bar next door. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dane, you've done. 
You've done yeah. it, Dane. We'll look forward to uh, your scam, you know, your uh, reports a month uh, month from now. Yeah, I, I intend to have things to say. All right. Well, stick around for one moment, but for the purposes of the program, thank you, Dane. Uh, thank you, Carson. All right, that has been Dane Perry, a monthly guest on Fangraphs Audio and also contributor to CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball. I'm Carson Stooley. This has been Fangraphs Audio.